Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. It's day two of the third test at the MCG. England fought back so well and then immediately blew up to um, be probably on the verge of losing the ashes, I'd have thought. I am Jack Hope. I'm joined by Ross Legg, who for people on YouTube is incorrectly labelled as Max Rowe Brown because Max Rowe Brown is too lazy to create a uh, a video overlay with Ross's name on it. Ross, how are you doing on on this Boxing Day, Boxing Day? Um, I've been better, mate, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, I, again, allow myself to get suckered in to the positivity of England. And then we almost forget how desperately bad they are at the same time. Um, And the only thing that has cheered me up this morning is you digging Max Rowe Brown in the first thing on the podcast because let's be honest he is lazy and we don't say it often enough um, and he's all about <laughs> the personal brand of this podcast isn't he he wants Max Rowe Brown on everything um, and that's just typical yeah. of his personality yeah he's selfish he's lazy he looks at um, Ed Sheeran and denies it yeah that, I mean that's probably the most heinous crime isn't it it's the denial of the Ed Sheeran lookalike he situation or, or Martin Freeman um not now that Martin Freeman's sort of old but if you, if you look at Freeman office era and you look at Max there's definitely there's definitely you take a take this away you take the, his little beard away mm-hmm. what's hiding under there Martin Freeman 2.0 <laughs> yeah or Sheeran um if Let's talk about the cricket. <laughs> if you want to see Max in action actually he wrote some songs so you can see whether the the Max Rowe Brown experience uh, musically lives up to the Ed Sheeran experience musically. Um, I, I think it does. Uh, that's on the Christmas special, uh, which is a, a couple of episodes ago. Um, Ross, before we do talk about the cricket, which you've teased, you've teased hmm. we're going to be talking about cricket on this show, um, would you like to give some messages to our listeners? Yes, uh, there's already, what, 70-odd people watching this, uh, so welcome. Um, you're going to enjoy the England Pom Despair 
Um, but you should uh, tune in for the rest of our shows. And um, we're probably not going to have the full five days in this test match, but we will continue to cover <laughs> cover it. Um, and there's also, I'm sure we'll do some bits on uh, India versus South Africa as well. Um, but you should like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, give us a five-star rating on Spotify. They now got some rating on there. So throw yourself into the ring on that. Be a cross-format player for us. Um, and then also go to Twitter, go to Instagram and follow us at The Cricket Pod. Um, and yeah, thanks very much for joining us this morning because um, this should be um extra painful to talk about yeah if you're there's a few people in the chat just say quick hellos to prajmel raj incredible met mr nobody akshay rick and bra uh etc say hello uh on this lovely december morning with all yeah. the good news that you could hope for if you're an england fan um the good news obviously being that the test will be over sooner rather than later you didn't have to endure five days of agony Probably only one more day left. Um, Ross, what happened in the cricket? Why are England bad? After England skittled out yet again for under 200, uh, England on day two um, were already going for the damage limitation approach. Um, and fortunately, the bowlers had the bit between their teeth. Um, they weren't copying all the criticism for daft selection, for lack of application or a, uh, a general void of batting basics. Um, they were here to put a few wrongs right. And uh, Anderson, who's been outspoken in his defence of the bowling unit this week, um, and rightly so, in I think pretty much every point, everyone's point of view, rather than like Ashley Giles, Tom Harrison and Chris Silverwood, um, stood up to be counted here, taking four for 33, um, supported very nicely by uh, Markwood's hostility, which was clearly missing in the last Test match. Um, Robinson's usual nagging lines and length supporting him nicely as well. Um, and day two damage limitation was achieved. I mean, we were sitting there, Australia only managed an 82-run lead, which, let's face it, um, is a minor miracle, um, considering where we are after being blitzed out for, again, for, what, 187. Um, it was England's best sessions and best tour, or best tour day so far. Um, unfortunately, that positivity that I was kind of building up there, like I still find myself getting positive about reading that bit out. Mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, it just wasn't to be, because in this series... There's always been that, unfortunately, we need to talk about this. So just as soon as England had put their big boy pants on, um, they promptly demonstrated that they should have kept their nappies on. Um, as the evening session saw England um, decide to offer two for one deal in the wicket supermarket, um, giving... Stark it's Boxing and, Day sales. Um, yeah, it's box, Boxing Day sales and England was straight in there. Do you know what? We've just taken one wicket, have two. You're, you're allowed that, including... And we can't we'll be out of yeah, we can't, we, we can't blame Jack Leach too much because the night watchman thing is always a bit silly. But, I mean, he, he literally just left the ball that was hit the stumps. Obviously, it was going to hit the stumps, bowl and bowls, stump to stump. That is, that is literally why he's in the team. Um, and it's, yeah, a, a really, really um, damning indictment that England are now on 52 ducks for the year, I think it is. Um, one off the record. Yeah, well, in in the chat, there's, uh, there's really helpfully, we've got people say it's 53, people say it's 52, people say it's 51. So let's go for 52. I thought uh, it was 51, but it might be 52. Uh, yeah, fine, fine. E either which way. It's either a lot. Which way. It's it getting is, to the is. point where it's quite difficult to keep track of. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we've run out of fingers. Yeah. We've run out of fingers. That's, that's the... I've got, we've got 10 fingers, 10 toes each. We're up to 40. Yeah. We're, we're off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the numbers so, don't go this high. Um, 
Yeah, so that's, that's been the problem, Jack. So I think um, but I mean, there's only one place to start, really, and uh, we're going to we're gonna have to start at the start of the day, aren't we? Well, let's, let's, let's do... We've, we've intermittently in this series done a man of the day type thing, and we've, we've started with a positive note. Somebody who's left their mark on the match. I mm-hmm. think let's let's cash in the positivity chips early in the podcast. Okay. Let's do a man of the day. I think we probably have to say that goes to James Anderson for his his four wickets here. 23 overs, 33 runs, 10 maidens, 10 maidens, four wickets, economy rate of 1.43. Uh, he gets the danger man, Smith. He gets Marcus Harris in the 70s. Um, he yeah, gets picked up David Warner. Warner. Yeah, yeah, we picked yeah. up Warner last night. Yeah, And then he gets the cum dog, who's having a bit of a slash, but... Um, but you know, still a wicket, isn't it? Um, I there have been some criticisms of Anderson through his career for uh, his ability. Sometimes when he travels, you know, he goes to some places and his average is a bit high. I think in Australia it's a bit high. In the last few years, though, it seems whenever he goes away, he's on like a personal mission to correct uh, or or to to to, to rubber stamp the the legacy. If you like, we saw him go to India and take those wickets in the Chennai test that, that ultimately sort of pulled the game into England's grasp. Now he's in Australia. He's averaging 14 for the series, Ross. Uh, he's a pretty good bowler, this James Anderson boy. Yeah, he's not too bad, is he? But there's, I think some of the criticism also been that sometimes he bowls a little bit, too, and this is ridiculous. This is, this, is, this, is the, this is the mental gymnastics people go into of being that James, James Anderson deliberately bowls so people don't hit him so he gets a better economy. Is what I've read on a couple of, and just like this guy has taken how many test wickets, <laughs> and he's just like, no, he's only he's Mister Economy. He's not. He's he's doing his level best to do it. Um, we didn't pick him in the first test match, and then from then on, we just like, oh, by the way, can you perform some miracles here? He performed a miracle here, as far as I'm concerned. Taking four for thirty three is, is is a great effort, um, and actually standing up to be counted is what we've asked our senior players to do, um, and then that's actually happened, and then lo and behold. Yeah, England. England can't. England can't bat at all. It was so embarrassing. Um, but I thought the approach we took. I mean, well done, Marcus Harris. We've uh, England have managed to prolong his international he career. Lucky. He was lucky. <laughs> I mean, he was. He. I. I. I can't believe anybody seriously thinks he's likely to be able to produce runs. He. He would be out of place in the England team. That's the harshest criticism that anybody in world cricket can be can be given. Marcus Harris could open the batting for England and he'd yeah, blend I'll, in. Yeah, I've, I've got a very, very controversial opinion around um, something around Usman Khawaja um, and saying that Usman, Usman Khawaja should, should have that spot. Is, yeah, is I my, think probably is, should is, do. Is my yeah. view. And if Usman Khawaja was called anything other than Usman Khawaja, I think he was in, being that, in, in that position. But that is a story for another think, day that we can talk about. You don't think Langer likes him? Yeah, I think I think um, yeah, there's yeah, there's there's definitely some there's a bit of there's a bit of beef there. It's a bit of bad blood. Bit of beef, yeah. Uh, yeah I can see that. Um, yeah, so Anderson, man of the day. Uh, he was he was heroic. It's it's he's having a great series. It was frustrating a little bit. Third third test of the series, England are finally playing a bowling attack that makes sense for the conditions that this match is taking place in. Um, they they played the spinner when they shouldn't have in the first test at the Gabba. They didn't play the spinner in the second test when they when they should have played <laughs> when they should have played the spinner, and they forgot to play Mark Wood in the second test when they should have played Mark Wood. Now they finally got what I think is probably the right bowling attack, albeit there's none of them can bat. Um, but we saw 
we, we, we saw the difference that makes. They they all contributed, I thought, and 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 England throughout the day. They say hunt in packs, don't they? That's the that's the that's the phrase they use. And I think England, largely speaking, did did hunt as a pack here. Robinson backed up Anderson pretty well by keeping it tight-ish and, and, and being a threat as he has done. Mark Wood, you've mentioned the hostility. Stokes gets knocked around the park a bit as as he has done on this tour. And I'm still not hundred percent sure he's he's fit. Um, but I, I, and I think we probably should give a, a short mention to Jack Leach as well, who after being absolutely walloped, basically did the job that's been asked of him here. Three and over, uh, 15 overs, 46-4-1. He'd maybe like that to be 2.5 runs and over instead of instead of three and over. But it's not it's not a match-losing effort at all, is it? And then he gives 15 overs of rest to Anderson, to Robinson, to Wood, who can come in and out of the attack and, and and put Australia under actual pressure. So the England bowling unit, you know, it's that's an eight out of 10, nine out of 10 performance. You know, if you do that, if you play like that every day, when you go away, you'll, you'll be a really competitive test side. It's, 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 it had all the ingredients to, 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 to pressurize this Australian back lineup, which I think Ross, we, we've sort of thought through this tour hasn't absolutely wowed us. You, you've got you've got three great ingredients. You've got Smith, you've got Labuschagne, and you've got Warner. But I don't think we're we're sitting here and saying Marcus Harris what player. Um, Travis Head played that unbelievable knock at the Gabba. But there's he's a player with weaknesses. He's a player who can be got at. Um, yeah, Alex Carey. I mean, Tim Payne's been in the team team ahead of him for two years, so or three years. <laughs> so that says all you need to know. Um, and, and 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 Cameron Green's really yet to find his feet in in Test cricket. And but, it's, but it's a, yeah, go on, Ross. But is, is that bit like Cameron Green's role? And it, this is the bit where you're kind of talking about England's bowling lineup and um, saying that um, there is a little bit of um, I don't know, maybe some imbalance in terms of fitness levels or whatever. Um, but Cameron Green is offering that bit, right? He's going at less than a run and over in the first innings, but at less than a run and over. Um, but that is because England is so bad. Like Australia, yeah, Australia. Like, ignore the bowling. We're talking about the batting here, and, and England getting it right for once with the, the selection. And and really, if you bowl a team out for two hundred and sixty-seven in the first innings, you should always be well in that match. Agreed. You know? and that's, and that's, yeah, agreed. That's, and that's what, that's what I was trying. That's an to, that's... eight out of ten bowling performance. That means you bowled a team out probably what was it eighty-seven overs. So yeah, less than a day, which is what you want to be doing. You're not in the field for ages. Uh, all of the none of the bowlers have been overworked. Twenty-three overs is the most overs bowled by anyone. That was Anderson. Uh, they've all put in a shift, all contributed a wicket. Um, Stokes aside, all been pretty tight. It's a good, it's a good day's cricket from England. Great, um, great, great day's cricket. And, and that's what I was trying to get at. That the Australian batters in this situation as well don't have that much pressure on because all they all they need to do well. is get more than yeah they, they get more than one hundred eighty-five or whatever we got, and we're kind of sitting there pretty. And actually, that means that England even have an even tougher ask. And I just think this is, um, you know, it shouldn't be underestimated how good of an effort it was by the England bowlers today. Right. Um, so that gets us to the end of that. Were there any Australians that impressed you? Actually, we should, we, we should, we, we, we said Warner's innings last night was really set the tempo. He got 38 or 42, but he was gone by the end of the day. And um, Harris picked up 76. I don't think this was a legendary 76. Uh, I think this is, this is about, this is almost a freak innings from somebody who I don't think should be anywhere near an international batting lineup. Um, he did ground, get 76. It? It's his best ground. So he's got three centuries there already. He's, I think it's his highest average um, where he plays. 
So I think um, if there was kind of a horses for courses selection, and I think Australia almost have that, right? They have a core set of players and then their approach has been, do you know what? We're going to pick Boland because he plays really well here. Uh, we've got a good record. We're going to do that. Marcus Harris probably survives. And if, if this team, if this was an Adelaide test match, if this was being played in Adelaide, then I think Marcus Harris doesn't survive to this game. Oh, yeah, I think, I think he's only playing because he's got a good record there. Um, I think, again, the... Even when the top order, like the top order did their job, I mean, the two opening batsmen got over 100 runs between them. Uh, we can only dream of that happening, for goodness sake. Like, it's embarrassing. But I think, um, again, just that they were able to contribute at least a little bit. Everyone kind of got starts, and I think they'll probably be a little bit frustrated that no one kind of like went on to kind of get another score. Um, but I think that was because England's, because of England's bowling. I think England yeah. were all over it. It was, it was, there was positivity. There was, I don't know, people talk about passion, um, but there is a bit, there is a piece where they were hunting packs. I don't think we let them get away. And it just shows that um, what could have been from the first test match, if we got our selection right and got a bit of be- got some better preparation. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the problem with all of this and all the, what, the what have, could have, should have, etc. Is the batting, and we should probably get onto that now. Before we do, we've got a really decent number of people watching on YouTube, Ross. Two hundred and fifteen at the moment. I, I wonder if that's got anything to do with the rain in um, <laughs> in the in the India South Africa test. If you are watching on YouTube, hit like, hit subscribe. Um, I think we're up to nine thousand one hundred seventy subscribers. We would like to break the ten k mark at some point. Um, so tell a friend. Share it on your social media. Go on to Cricket Reddit and tell everyone on Cricket Reddit how good this podcast is. Um, we're not allowed to do that. We'll be banned. But um, Again. <laughs> uh, I tell you what it is, Leo, one of, uh, one of our members for on our YouTube channel, has just said that Marcus Harris averaged 55 in the 2021 County Championship. Ollie Pope averages 80. Look how good that goes, mate. I mean, this is what Dan was saying. Dan was like, "Oh, Marcus Harris is a serious player." And it's like, it's we'll talk. We can talk about this actually. But let's. This is an interesting point to talk about leading into what England did. First class batting performance really should only be seen as an indicator of what someone's likely ceiling will be in Test cricket. It's not averaging fifty five in the county championship doesn't have that much of a close link with what you will average in test cricket. What it suggests is that the best you could possibly hope for in test cricket is something like your first class career average. If you look at it, there's, there's so few players in England anyway, that, that have a, a test career average higher than their first class career average. Or they all fail. It's just, a, it's just an, it's just the degree to which you fail. Um, and Harris it's quite a severe degree. Same with Pope's, you know, same with Bairstow. Uh, same with, well, not really Zach Crawley because he's so bad in first-class cricket. It's, it's not actually that much of a drop-off. But there's, it's, it's, that's what, what the, the step-up's all about. It's, it's how, how can you mitigate or, or how can you reduce the, the failure or the drop-off from your first-class average to your test average best. The best players, that's what they're doing. You know, Cook, it's a small drop-off. It's, it's, um that's that's how it works it's a little bit different in australia because i think the the sheffield shields a higher standard so it's a better indicator of of how you will go in test cricket and you see some players actually do perform better at test cricket than they did in first class cricket um labishay smith uh, adam vosges of course but that's 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 when you look at first class averages if you want to do a data 
from from a data mindset. Think about it as an indicator of what the ceiling of the player could be. Don't think about it as a predictor of what they are they are likely to achieve. Um, let's go on to to England's batting after that sort of pretty brief aside on um, on on data. Um, Ross, where do you want to start? Um, well, let's just start with um, what did we expect here, Jack? Um, we said that, um, that England have brought in Zach Crawley. Um, Zach Crawley has come in with an average of 11 um, this year. Uh, that's, that's, that's not 100. It's down. That, that, that's, that's 11. Um, and we're asking Beaker out of the Muppet Show to go and play against three of the best bowlers in the world. Um uh, well, I think Zach Crawley's being hung out to dry, I think, with this selection. Um, two, I think there is that bit where, like, what, what, how can we even have a go at the guy? We, it's like we're having a go at a puppy who's not been toilet trained and has just had a shit on the floor. Like, we're kind of like, we're in, in that position. It's, it was almost like a, we're an unfair owner to the puppy that is Zach Crawley. Um, and I think it's absolutely devastating for him and, and Hamid, if I'm perfectly honest. Hamid is, is there as well. Um, who, yeah, just the rabbits in the headlights. It's Pat Cummings is too good. Stark is too good for them. Like Boland is better that is better too good for them as well. Um, and it's yeah, just in a little bit of. Um, I just feel sorry for them. I think is what I'm trying to get at. I think. Yeah, it was. It's 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 difficult. It's difficult to have too much of a go at them again when it's it is really a question of um of talent then they're, they're not <laughs> there's not what are we they're not getting out because they're doing something stupid or they they haven't practiced or whatever it is you know it's not it's not even necessarily a lack of preparation i they you know they're in the nets all the time i think it's 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 we're at the stages what are the stages of grief we're at the acceptance stage um you know you have anger <laughs> it's it's denial uh, denial so we've yeah. gone way past denial I think. yeah we're, uh, we're not denying that they're bad <laughs> no anger we've gone past all oh, they've not <laughs> yeah. hit any fucking runs it's disgraceful <laughs> yeah. um we're, we're we're at the bar we're, are we at the bargaining stage we've got all the way we've got all the way to we've got all the way to acceptance it's it bargaining depression well, bargaining you know we were bargaining that maybe if you change the team around it will be better that was the bargain Bargain didn't work. Um, Waking up seeing the score and we were 31 for four this morning. That's depressing. This is the the situation that England were in, though, Ross. They had 12 overs to make it to the end of the day. Now, it's a tricky period. It's going to be, it is going to be tricky. Australia are going to give everything they have got for 12 overs. The light's going to go a little bit. The Aussie crowd, 43,000 Australians in the MCG, probably pretty tanked up at this point. Uh, decent atmosphere. It's a juicy-ish pitch, isn't it? It's going to be a fresh, hard ball. There's going to be chances. But it's actually, the flip side of this, is it's, it's only 12 overs. It's 36 balls. Uh, or not, sorry, 72 balls, not 36 oh, balls. Um, I've left that one again. Oh, I've seven, left that one again. It's 72 balls to get through. And I, I think if you are going to have a criticism... And we probably should have a criticism. It's again, they don't seem like they've got a game plan to manage any of these situations. Um, they, they, <laughs> they go out there and they, they just get out. They do the wrong thing. It's um, 
It's but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I say we do they do the wrong thing. It comes back to it comes back to that talent point, doesn't it? People who are bad at something do make bad decisions. You know, when I play chess, I'm bad at chess, for example, Ross. I make bad decisions all the time. Accidentally lose my queen because I, I didn't see the knight. Um, that's that's what we're looking at here. We're looking at <laughs> beginner level test match cricketers playing intermediate to advanced level test match cricketers. It's mm. it's you, you you know it's 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 it. There's a there's a big talent differential here. Go on, Ross. Uh, no, my my button here. I completely agree with you. And what's what's really frustrating is that we have like, we we talk about the data quite a lot on this show. And we, we have the data, we have that bit, and sometimes England just don't have a dearth of talent. Some of those countries just go through that period where they don't mm-hmm. have a lot of talent available to them. But England have kind of gone, do you know what? Let's try the guys who've got the best best, best average, and the best, um, best thing in county cricket. They've not really worked out, like Rory Burns, who should, probably still should be in this 11. Um, but then we are sitting there almost hoping for a miracle. Um, and the way in which England prepare for this, and when we've got plenty of India fans, and you would have seen this over the summer, even though like, all the English commentators still refer back to, oh, we're going to be ready for the ashes because of X and Y. We're going to be ready for this. So we are always building up to that point. Um, and yet here we are with Hamid and Crawley, with a real lack, they've got a complete lack of test match experience, and yeah. they're, they're, they're opening the batting. And you're a bit like, how, how has it got to this point where we've had three years to prepare or whatever it however much time and we are still in that position where we decide now let's let's give them some experience in this it's just it's just nonsense i I think some of this is process um so there's england this year top seven root average of 62 the rest of them average sub 20 if you combine them there's a root is effectively three times better than any other england player or, or the average england player in the top seven um which is a problem i i think some of this comes back to process though it's it's you, you said you feel sorry for Hamid and Crawley going out to open the batting. We talked about that point. Um, first class career is a good indicator of what someone's likely ceiling in test match cricket is going to be. <laughs> with, with that in mind, what's the thought process that has gone through the heads of the selectors to pick two guys who average 30 in, in first class cricket and, and send them out there? And, and like you say, you're, you're effectively, you're hoping for a miracle based on, on sort of what now I, I I know that the retort to that is that it's a poor generation and there there, there might not be loads of other players, but I think these two are, are, are a fair way down the list. I'm not sure either of these two is better than Dom Sibley and Rory Burns. Now I know those two don't light the world up, um, but if you look at oh, over a five match series, those two will probably at some point contribute something positive. I can't see genuinely can't see over a five-match series in Australia how Hamid or Crawley would be able to do that. I I, I, I think there's there's a lot of evidence they can't do it at the level below. There's a lot of level evidence they can't do it at this level. So why are they there? What's the process? What what has gone through England or Chris Silverwood's head to be like, these are the two guys of everybody playing professional cricket in England that I want opening the batting, Boxing Day Test, MCG? Well, I think the thought process is basically that Hamid's got a really interesting story. Um, so they, they're aware of him. I, I genuinely think this is what it is. He's got media coverage. As far as cricket players go, he is more high pro- He's one of the more high profile Red Bull only players. He's, he's probably as high profile as Dom Sibley, maybe even a little bit more. Uh, people really want him to do well. And so I think he's being picked effectively on goodwill. He had 
a, a season and a half of decent cricket at, at county level. Didn't, you know, we, we, we say we say decent here, as an average in the 40s. He didn't dominate by any stretch. He, he just, he played effectively the entry level standard for, for interest from a, for a national selector. But because he has this backstory, because when he was a kid, he went to India and did okay, they're like, send him in. But he's got clear deficiencies. He can't play pace bowling. Like he's doing a job where you absolutely need to be able to do that. And he can't really do it. Then you look at crawling. Why have they got him? Well, as, as like many people will know, it's, it's sort of an Ed Smith legacy pick. They went to the same school. They played at the same County. It's a real old boys thing that he's in there. And Crawley also has this interesting backstory. I think he has a, a, a dad that sort of sent him around the world to, to go and learn how to play spin, to learn how to play high pace. And to England, they looked at his performance in, in county cricket and I guess disregarded that because he had a dad that tried to teach him how to play fast bowling. That's the selection process. It's not, there's no, there's not really any other input into that. That's, that's, the, that's how England are, are constructing a test team. Now, neither of those decisions, the decision tree that has led there is so, from a logical perspective here, so fallible that it's beyond belief that it actually has happened. So that's, that's they're out there. It's very difficult, as you say, Ross, to really have a go at them. But there are questions about why they are there um, over, <laughs> over players that... that as as we say, aren't going to light the world on fire, but but have shown an ability to do something at a test match level consistently. Rory Burns in the last innings, he looked like he'd adapted his game a little bit to make himself not such a walking wicket. He got 35, and we're talking 35. That's a good score in this England lineup. And they've jettisoned him to, to bring in Crawley, who averages 11. So there's no there's no evidence in his first-class career that he'll be good enough for Test cricket, in his Test career that he'll be good enough for, for Test cricket, in recent form that he'll be good enough for Test cricket. And they're like, go out there, most high-profile high test of the of the series. We need to win this. We, 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 we must not lose this to, 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 to keep the series alive um, and and be the saviour. What, what are the chances of that actually working Ross I need to quickly go get my laptop charge if you could expand yeah. on that or add your thoughts I, I, I will be listening yes that was fine so I think from my perspective it comes back to our preview show where we talked about how England needed to limit the amount that we need to actually um, reduce our chances of losing and we need to increase our chances of drawing and reduce like winning is kind of unfortunately when you're a shit team is 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 a nice to have. England should be looking to try and draw as many test matches as possible, or at least try to build that percentage up as much as possible. And someone like Dom Sibley, who is let's, let's be fair, yeah, I, I agree, he, he averaged 19. And I can't, we're on this merry-go-round. He's a of, limited player. Yeah, he's a yeah, li- very limited player. But I tell you what, he leaves he leaves well. England's whole whole bit at the moment. It, it, I'd much rather have Dom Sibley in facing 100 balls and getting 20 runs. Um, and try and trying to then hit 150. I don't know whatever he's going to. But at the moment, Jack Crawley is just not the answer. Um, Rory Burns, we said, was going to be the scapegoat. That was just going to be the thing, wasn't it? Like once once the media got hold of it, yeah. Chris Silver, Chris Silverwood's position was become untenable in terms of if Rory Burns get picks again and he gets a, he gets nothing, then Chris Silverwood is an idiot. He's already in that already in that part. But the whole um, the public relations element to it has already taken hold of this England tour 
Um, right. Zach, Craw- yeah. Zach, Crawley now- Zach Crawley now needs to be in the side for the next three test matches, or the next two test matches. Like- well, I, 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 yeah, so this is another process thing, isn't it? They, their, their, their whole ethos is we give people one too many tests, not one too few, or five too many tests, not five too few. They, they've now backed themselves into a corner where they're, they're picking somebody who realistically would probably be dropped from the Kent first eleven if someone decent came along. That he is, oh, it's true. There's not, you can't get round this fact. He averages thirty in first class cricket. If if somebody good came along the Kent. He wouldn't be opening the batting for them. They'd have to move. They'd have to go down the order or they drop him. It's not, it's not, he's not a solution for Kent long-term. And he's playing for England because he's got this backstory. It is, it is ridiculous. Um, a few people have been asking, Ross, what, what potential solutions might be structurally from an English point of view. Uh, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. And then we'll just go through the questions that we've got. We've got a few, so we'll do 10 minutes of questions or so now. Uh, unless you've got any points on the end of the uh, on the rest of the day, but we can get to that later. Structurally speaking, what what is wrong with England? So let's take selection out of this. What is it that is meaning that they produce this pretty poor generation of of Test cricketers? Uh, I think it comes back to so you know, in, um, people might not know, but in, in politics in England, a lot of uh, a lot of people have to go to the same schools to get into a position of power. So you hear about Eton College, you hear about Cambridge and Oxford, etc. And I kind of think England kind of have that problem. We've talked about that inclusion and diversity, Jack, before, haven't we? In terms of actually, a lot of the England team have been to private school. They've they've had that. They've had the the silver spoon kind of kind of glide path into the England team. Um, and there is a lack of, I don't know, lack of personality, I suppose. Um, that, that you talk about having good backstories, but I mean, Ben Stokes has, Ben Stokes has got a bit of a fighting spirit. He obviously got the Burnley Express um, or the Burnley Lara, whichever you want to call him. Um, and there is a bit where you, you need that diversity, you need that character. And some of these guys, um, almost have that bit of just be like, I deserve to be in this England team. And they've done fuck all, um, which is really difficult, I think. Um, so that, I think there's a, there's an immediate problem. Um, I don't agree with all the um, opposed 100 guys on Twitter. I don't I don't think that's the... 100's only been around for six months, yeah? yeah. And this, and this, 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 this is the bit, I was literally doing the words right out of my mouth. It was just like, we've had one competition around it and they're just like, all of test cricket, all of our problems are there. England haven't been good at test cricket for about six years. Um, and, yeah. and that, yeah, except and, at home, but then that's they're so you we know, juice it, we, but we, yeah, we juice it, don't we? <laughs> yeah, no, that is true, that's true. And they've got two generational bowlers in yeah. Root and uh, not Root in, in Anderson and, and Broad, and that's normally enough, you know, bat to nine, they bat to nine at home, and they have two bowlers who will over six, seven home tests win three or four of them just by themselves. Yeah, what do the countries like, that come over, the country that India come over, and who do they get? Who who, who do we roll out? Go and play against Derbyshire, and that's no no offense to Derbyshire, but that's not a good preparation to go and play against England, is it? No, no let's, really. let's let's be honest. Um, so there's a, there's a couple of things there. I think we probably should do a show on this, or should we? We should probably do a bit of a how can we solve England's batting crisis, bring like Dan Weston on, etc. Um, because there is just some major structural issues. Um, what about you, Jack? Um, I so I, I mean they they say don't they don't play the county champ play the county championship in the middle of the summer. I think there are a couple of things you could do. One, stop using a stupid ball. Um, make if you if you the the, the 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 actual problem here a lot of the time is that county cricket is not designed as a, a pathway to create in cricketers. It's it's all of these counties are you know effectively their businesses. 
They're trying to make money, survive, win trophies, uh, whatever it is. Like it's not their job is not actually to create England test cricketers. And if they do, sometimes that's detrimental because they put all the all, all their effort into creating a, a, an, an excellent talent and then they never play for them. So there's not there's not really anything that, that incentivizes them producing good players. What I, I, I what I would do if you could change that, and, and I think you you sort of do have to change that to 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 get any progress. I'd make county cricket a little bit more like test cricket by stop by not using the Duke's ball all the time, uh, which means you'll need quicker bowlers, you'll need better spinners. Um, you it means when you do play in April, May, and September, which is unavoidable in English cricket. You know, it's not. It's not just professional cricket that gets played in those months. Amateur cricket is played in those months. It's the, the English summer, not one of the all-time great summers in the world. It's, it's, it, it rains a lot here. It's where even in June and July, it can, you can, you can, it can be, be, the weather can be pretty poor. It's not, it's not some panacea to just be like, play it in the hot season. There isn't really a hot season here. The average high in August is 21. It's, it's it's England, not um, not Delhi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd use the Duke's ball though to, to just flatten it out a little bit. One of the other things they could do is when the hundreds being played is is take the people from first class cricket who are, are the best of the rest, if you like, and play some best of the rest games. Just divide the country north, south, east, and west, and have the forty four best first class cricketers not playing in the hundred play at some of the outgrounds and or play at Hove or, or the grounds not used for the 100 and, and actually get some best v best experience. Um, because in addition to, to county cricket really operating as this, this entity that is, is for the counties, which, you know, it, it's fine, I suppose, if you like county cricket, but not fine if you're England, mm. um, which incentivizes just producing loads of 75 miles that can, 75 mile an hour bowlers that can nibble the jukes around and, and won't, they won't change that because if they got, had a different ball, they'd have all these bowlers on their books that couldn't use it. So they have to keep using the jukes ball. But it, 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 in addition to all of that, you, you do have some counties that are quite bad at, uh, at Red Bull cricket. Not all, but some of them are focusing on, on white ball cricket. Say. So say Sussex, where we're from, they were playing like 16 year olds, 17 year olds who barely played in, in for, for their, their club front 11s in county championship matches. Now, you can't tell me that performances against that team are in any way likely to predict, help, you know, you, you get good at, at test cricket. So maybe you just need to sometimes in the season concentrate the best talent down into into fewer teams to, to give people some experience against the best bowlers and put them under pressure and so on. I suppose that's what the point of Division 1 is and Division 2, but that isn't necessarily how it plays out is it it's it's so i think there are a few problems there i i, I think it's got very little to do with cricket being played in august june and well, yeah, all, all the, yeah all the all the hundred I do, yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 there's uh, a bit where people talk about ecb's priorities and all that kind of stuff unfortunately like um for them is that australia new zealand uh, even india to say have proven you can fight on multiple fronts right you don't just it can't all it doesn't have to all be all on one um and i think england do have some of the players who could play multi-format i don't think they we don't need that but i I do think we need a bit of a change in structure i think we need to have separate coaches for white ball cricket and red ball cricket i think there needs to be some just a better better organizational structure around it so maybe me as the uh, management consultant in the background can be brought in and i can uh, figure that out for um but yeah it's 
it's all a bit of a shambles at the moment. We'll do a, we should do a proper special on it, I think, Jack. Yeah, maybe. Um, there's a few people in the chat. Chat also says increase overseas players to three. That's a way of increasing the talent. Um, Kevin Peterson was going on about this, and he was like, when I first played um, county cricket, there were these these were the overseas players, and he listed a load of people that weren't um, actually uh, playing first class cricket when he he made his debut, or I think ever played with him. But um, maybe maybe throwing open a, a few more slots to different teams because you've got to remember as well while England ha- are having their summer a lot of the world is having the winter so there are Australians who are sitting on their ass effectively or or coming over and playing pl- club cricket or something that that could be the third overseas player uh, South Africans the same uh, that, works, that works two ways but... man. that also mm. works two ways so, um, Marcus Williams uh, in, in the chat also talks around how about sending some of your county batsmen to play in Australia in in the, in the, in the winters right and actually, in, in doing some of that stuff and playing in Sheffield Shield cricket, etc. I mean, a bunch of people will um, laugh at James. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, well, that's, that's, that's one of the issues. Um, <laughs> but people laugh at, say, James Vince, right? James Vince probably didn't get the, get the fairest crack. Um, he got a very fair crack. He got a very fair crack. He played twenty tests. It's not that's a bullshit. crack. He, he did not play twenty yeah, tests. He did. Let's have a look at this now. He right, did not play twenty tests. James Vince. Um, and you don't, have to, you don't have to read out your Google search as we're going, but I think my, my view on this is that if you've got players who are going out to play in certain conditions... Like 13 tests. That's not 20 tests, is it? That's, not, that's, a, long a, lot tests, that's, though, that's it? a long way from 20 tests. Um, 13. Yeah, I, I think it's... 22 innings. That was his average? 24. Whoa, that's so good. <laughs> Bring it <him> back. <laughs> 350s. Um, but no, but, but it's, it's, I'm not saying that James is, is the answer, but I'm saying that that kind of approach of someone who is willing to go and put themselves and play in different conditions actually should then be considered for it. But yeah, never mind. The, I, I, you know me, Jack. I love a horses for courses selection. Right. Let's get through these these other questions we've got. Paul Griffiths, friend of the pod. Paul Griffiths. Can it actually get any worse for England? Have they put the family fortune on five nil, Ross? Uh, oh, no, it's definitely five nil. No, there's no, there's no way out now. We're, we we are, yeah. our hands are binded, our feet are binded. We are, we have been put on the little spit to be roasted. That's what, that's what's happening. Yeah, England spit roasted by Australia. Um, my side cricket. Were we featured on my side cricket? That's uh, the the um, Twitch streamer um, who, yeah, oh, on TikTok, not Twitch. Yeah, TikTok. Um, I know my technology. Should Gareth Southgate? be brought in to manage the England cricket team. Um, now, I think this is not a bad idea. I think maybe, because, you know, isn't the egg-chasing bloke under a bit of pressure for, for some reason? Or um, Jones. Eddie Jones, yeah. Maybe you should just have Southgate manage all England teams. What do you think about that? Well, do you remember when... Um, <laughs> this, this is going to be very niche for some people. Uh, but do you remember when um, England won the Rugby World Cup in 2003 and then Clive Woodward decided that he could go and just do it across any sport. He went into football. Oh, yeah. And yeah. He, he literally he's like, Southampton manager. Yeah, and he's like, I could, I could do this. I'm just going to direct football. It's going to be exactly the same. So I'm not I'm not sure it's completely transferable, um, but maybe maybe there Quite is. And, and Swadin, thanks for the vibe sticker, by the way. Always very welcome. If you want to send more stickers and more Super Chats, please do. Um, um, yeah, Any anything to add on Gareth Southgate? I, I can't uh, see Silverwood keeping his job after the end of the series. Well, I, I want him to resign after this test match. That's what I want. I want. I want that. We, we said there was going to be a mid mid series. Yeah, five nil. Yeah, I, I what, yeah. What I really wanted to see was some mid ashes resignations or retirements. That's what I really want to see. I don't think that will happen um, now. No, no. I think I think it's yeah. Um, 
over on Patreon, we should have started with Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. We uh, you you have question priority. Uh, VJ, do you see any way out for England under the circumstances? This is sort of leading on from what we were just talking about from a 5 0 end result. Is there something left to see? It does not feel like three games, it just feels like the same game on repeat. Well, it definitely feels like the same game on repeat. It's 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 definitely that. Is there any hope over the last two matches? I, I think it could rain in Hobart. So you, 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 Fred, do the rain dance. Do you reckon that's, that's, where, that's where we're at in this series? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, is there any way out tactically, strategically? I know we, we've made our bed with selection. Like, the fact that we sent the Lions home as well is is hilarious. Like, I get that there was some logistical like, difficulties, um, but any any changes we make now, we have to we stick with. We haven't talked about the COVID thing, actually, did we? We didn't do that, mention that at all. The game was delayed because England had got COVID in their camp. So this they could still get out of this. Yeah, I mean, they could, it could be. So one of the family members apparently has tested positive. Four, Yeah, two um, support staff, two family members. So, yeah, so there is, there is the, I mean, COVID could. I there mean, you go. That could yeah. save the 5 nil. Yeah, that could take the 5 nil. Um, and uh, I mean, uh, well, I was, I was um, watching Melinda Farrell. She said that um, Melbourne's had well, one of the highest rates and then we're going to Sydney next. And that's had the highest rate, right, in uh, in Australia for COVID. And people are obviously, rightly so, shit scared of it. Um, and so that, yeah, it could well be a big, big issue. So pray, pray for COVID, pray for rain. I mean, it feels a bit awful saying that, really. Um, Shane Dietz, who was on the podcast yesterday, this is a hilarious question. I think he's just trolling us here. What leads do England need to win the game? 150, 200, 250. Uh, Root, Stokes, Butler, big three need to stand up. He reckons 150 would be interesting. I, I don't think 150 would be very interesting. I think they need minimum 200. Um, so 150 would make you watch it. It's not a foregone conclusion with 150, but I think you're looking at 5%, 10% chance. 200, that might be goes up to 20, 25%. The only thing to take away from today is that Stokes... Root and Butler are still there. They are still there. We're they're not not, out. Yeah, they're not out. So we still we, we have um, and Bearstone. And Bearstone, yeah. So we can get a thirty. We get a, between a score of twenty five and thirty five out of him. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there is there, there is that bit where I think um, if if there's going to be any any hope to cling on to is that our four best batsmen are including <laughs> Johnny Bearstone, our four best four batsmen. Um, then that, that's there. So but at the moment, like Praveen has just said, in that pray for COVID, pray for rain. Um, Dixit and Chinton have both asked questions about England's batting line. Dixit's asked, did Joe, why did Joe Root say they are going to win the Ashes based on no or knowing that that was the batting lineup? And um, Chintan has has asked, is there any way you can train the occasionally competent batting lineup to not make monumentally stupid decisions in test matches? Um, so I'd say on the, on the, the second point there, they're, they're only occasionally competent when Root scores runs. Like they're, the rest of them are historically bad. They're the, 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 only, the only thing separating England from being the worst test match team they, or putting out the worst test match team they have ever put out is Joe Root. Um, so that's how you, that's what you have to hope for. Um, maybe Joe Root thought he was going to score five double hundreds. That, maybe that's what you need, you need, you need that confidence. Yeah. You do need that confidence. Um, I, I did think that um, Milan has been actually a good addition to this side. Um, he's not, I mean, I thought he was triggered today. I thought it was a bit of a harsh LBW actually to get. I thought the umpire got caught up in the moment. I think he got caught up in 
the oh look I'm at the MCG I'm going to make a name for myself kind of thing and make everyone happy um, I think it was a harsh one in Milan but I've, I've liked the cut of his jib um, but again he's not going to be a long term solution for England is he so it's um, yeah difficult very difficult at the moment um, and then yeah. in terms of in terms of Joe Root coming out and saying oh we're going to win the Ashes like, you can't go into it saying what we're going to aim for is losing four one or winning one <laughs> test match like again like it just it doesn't say it doesn't send the right message. But yeah, yeah but delusions of grandeur. At least perhaps. the overrates improves. Yeah, well, we, 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 we might as well not try to lose all of our World Test Championship points. Oh, this. Wow, that's a very good point. Um, I think we've covered most of the other questions. So, Arian, Jonathan, thanks for um, Amit. Thanks for dropping us uh, a message over on Twitter at the Cricket Pod. Um, get involved on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Cricket Pod. Go back and listen to our Christmas special. Ross, is there anything you would like to address? before uh, we wrap up let's have a bit of a chat quickly around india against south africa oh yes that's right. yeah, yeah 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 where do you want to start um well yesterday was um i don't know i tell you what i was sitting there watching the cricket uh, um uh, when people were coming over for boxing day and i was loving watching agarwal and rahul open the batting they got to i think it was 117 was that opening partnership it, it felt like i was watching a different sport it was it was such a <laughs> nice it was such a nice thing to actually watch and um this is so test cricket <laughs> yeah i was just like well you know and um what i was what i was impressed with but one one that like the temperament that they showed which was good and i mean they were scoring at a, like a half decent lick as well it wasn't like they were just completely trudging along it was pretty good opening batting really um but it was just one of those stark reminders that India seemed to have two or three people who could come in in that one or two slot, and they could they have the they have a pretty high high percentage chance of getting century. And they've got Agarwal in who yeah. got a ton in the last match. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just they got that 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 should um, on the bench. Um. Yeah, and it's just it's just that I just realised that I, I in Australia last year. <laughs> I wouldn't say I don't think I'm that much of a jealous person actually. But when it looked when I was looking at when I was comparing India's batting options with England's options, I was sitting there going, "Oh my god, like it's a, it's night and day." We talked about They're carrying um, Kohli. Yeah, yeah, absolutely carrying. They're you, so Kohli? good. They're carrying a bloke who hasn't scored a century. You know. And Rahane. Since um, before we knew how to wash our hands. Um, yeah. <laughs> as Sarah Kimber said in an article the other day. Yeah, it's, uh... but, but I, was, I was impressed with him. Uh, and Gidi obviously picked up three wickets. Um, Pajara got Padrash and then got out first ball, which I did find quite funny. Um, but it was one of those days where the pitch didn't really do too much for a first day pitch. Um, but Rahul and Agor did a brilliant job. And, and this is a bit, we, we don't doubt Kale Rahul's ability. I mean, the guy has just faced 248 balls here, 122. He is built for test cricket. The ball eater is built for test cricket. Um, and yeah, absolutely fair play to him. Fair play to uh, Ngidi as well for bowling well. Um, we should talk about a little bit about Virat Kohli and Rahane. Um, Rahane's position in the squad is questioned by quite a lot of people. Um, they obviously have Vihari, who is supposedly coined a overseas specialist. Um, they sent him to South Africa to play in the A-team games. Um, and I think he did reasonably well. I think he got 50s in a couple of the games. Um, not selected in this one. Yeah. Um, they dropped... Um, oh, flip. My mind's gone black. The bloke from Delhi. Um, the bloke Aya. Shryas Aya, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he's done. Yeah, again, that's what I mean. Imagine England having a Shreyas Iyer. That would be bloody brilliant. Um, be the third English player to score a century this year, if he if he, if he were English. 
Um, but, but yeah, what, what I found interesting was that just that ruthless selection, right? They're, they're kind of sticking to their guns. And I'm not sure that's the right thing. Um, but like Pajara again he's coming to the end of his test career like is, is it time to be like right come on Shreyas Iyer it's time for you I don't know I mean they, they've given Iyer a go now haven't they so they're, they're mm. going to revert back to the, the tried and tested away performers I suppose and and um, why not Pajara's pretty good in England um, yeah, well, he, he yeah. did the business he was pretty good in Australia um, yeah. Rouhani's is a one of the few Indian players who's better against pace than spin, um, which which is useful if you're going to South Africa, where nobody really bowls spin, or, or you know nobody really gets any wickets with spin anyway. Um, so I, I can see why they did what they did. And if mm. if one of them does go down or has a poor series, then you know you've got a pretty good indication that Shreyas Iyer is good enough for the for the for the next level um, based on what he did. Yeah. Uh, he's just not. Not necessarily the incumbent. I mean, in India, they could select two top fives and they'd both be pretty good top fives, wouldn't yeah. they? I mean, who's not here? You've got Rohit Sharma, Shukman yeah. Gill, yeah. Shreya Sire, Vihari, and, and somebody else. Um, it would be, it would be, it would be pretty good. Somebody else. Put Shikhar Darwan um, in there or something like that. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> I don't even talk about him anymore. Um, yeah. The person. Yeah, the, the other bit we probably need to talk about is yeah, Virat Kohli's wicket. Um, so, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. So uh, it, it was it was completely set as well. It was one of those classic cases of looking at someone and you just like, you know what, today's the day for Kohli. Like, he, he's not going to get a better day to bat. Sun is out. The bowlers are tired. The pitch isn't doing too much. Like all you have to do is just stay in and you'll get the runs. And he chases a ball. And have you seen, there's a picture on Twitter where someone has um, photoshopped different sets of stumps onto it. And there is four sets of stumps. And it is like on the off stump of the fourth set um, yeah. that he's chasing. And he just doesn't need to play it. It's an awful, awful shot. Um, and it, I just don't understand what the thought process is there. You've got to start. You're on 35. You're um, the greatest of all time if uh, your PR team is to be believed. And um, and you, you're, doing, you're doing that. It just, I don't, yeah, it was just... If in England, maybe it's, like, maybe it's bad now. Maybe it's bad now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we haven't we haven't considered this. Uh, is after the shock of losing the captaincy, maybe he just can't focus. Um, again, Will, thank you for the the super chat. Five bucks, five Aussie bucks, the best kind of buck. Uh, check Agarwal's passport. They say maybe he's part English. Um, it would be. I'd take Agarwal. I'll take any of the two top Agarwal wouldn't fives. take us, mate. That's the issue. <laughs> uh, that, it's all well and good saying that. It just wouldn't take us. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah. Who else? Um, I, yeah, I'd take it. any of the two top fives we named. Jadeja, he's not in South Africa, apparently. Um, we could have him. That solves the spin problem, and yeah. that gives us another... That, that gives us a number three. three for England. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, just give, anyway, us your, give us the people you don't want. Well, naturalise yeah. them and um, turn them yeah, into... Yeah, Su- 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 Yada was the other one we forgot, thanks, Adita. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so, so many options um, and England have... Uh, we're, we're scraping the barrel going... Mm, it's raining now, though. Did you reckon no. South Africa can get out of this with a draw? They're probably already uh, looking at a draw, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's, 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 the be- that's their best hope, right? Or they um, test, maybe. Yeah, so um, yeah, we, we'd see. Uh, I don't think we'd take Marcus Harris. No, um, you've got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah good. we have some self-respect. Um, but yeah, as I say, yeah, Rahane did look good. I agree with that. Um, Virat threw his wicket away and uh, his, uh, his 
um, adventure to uh, try and get the uh, the century over the last two years continues. Um, but yeah, and Greedy bowled well. I thought South Africa kept at it quite well, um, and they pretty much ended up on. Um, uh, quite a good score, I think, uh, India. Um, it, based upon averages, I think the average score at Centurion is uh, it's like 247, uh, 274 or something like that um, for, for the loss of seven wickets. So they're four better wickets off, so well done, India. Not much um, work, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's uh, all we will right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. 54 minutes on the clock. It's been a long one. There's a lot to talk about. We'll be back probably to wrap up the test tomorrow morning about 9, 9.30. We're all yeah. on holiday, if- so we're having them. If you're, if you're watching the video, like, like it, like yeah, the video. like, subscribe, give share us your money on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod, super chat. That's another thing you can do, um, or share it. Yeah, go and spam this on your social media feeds. Tell your friends, family, uh, enemies um, that they should watch. Spotify, rate us five star. iTunes, rate us five star, etc., etc. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for watching, for listening. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.